and uh, instant response it's uh, the proper action to be taking in case of any incident so uh, incident could be small incident big incident but you should have a procedures what should be done first and what should be done next so the first thing you should detect is that this is an incident a virus has been spreaded inside network i should first detect then content mean i try to stop the bleeding then i should start system cleaning remove the virus then reporting and documenting that so in future i can prevent that then assess training and awareness i should do some lesson learn and start training my team what happened how what was the best actions that was taking what was taking and can be taking in a better way next time and so on and then evaluating our protection and then vulnerability testing so those are the step in incident response just to make sure things enhanced so people will be aware later on what to do this is the operation security quite small module and the only important is the the policy the best practice the control and the, this terminology clipping level and stuff like that even in case of employee termination there is a proper way for doing it from a security perspective so if an employee get terminated first you should disable his account immediately and then you should inform him and give him around 15 minutes to uh, take all his belonging. And why we are not giving, we are just giving him 15 minutes to not allowing, uh, allowing him to do any kind of damage. So if you inform an employee that uh, he, get, he was fired and you leave him till the end of the day, imagine the amount of damage that he can do. He may delete a lot of file because, you know, after all, he's so upset. So you need to inform him and you need to give him 15 minutes to, to collect all his belonging. And then you need to escort him to the door. I know it seems very mean, but this is how things is going. So terminated employee is also a big threat to any business. So... From this discussion, this lecture and the previous lecture, those are some of the controls that you can implement to reduce uh, this kind of threats and to put controls on the employee which is considered the weakest uh, link in any organization. We have two points remaining in this domain I know this is a very big domain actually and uh, it combined a lot of previous domains uh, but we still have two points remaining we're going to talk about security awareness and then we're going to talk about security testing now security awareness it's a topic related to the previous lectures uh, for employees and actually, this is a very, very important topic. Maybe you're going to explain what is security awareness and uh, uh, why we are doing it. But actually, it's a main requirement for any compliance. I mean, if you are ISO 27001 certified or if you are following any kind of standard or compliance, you're going to find that one of the main requirements uh, is to do 
a security awareness for all your, your employees frequently. It's not a one-time process. You have to do that once per year. And I saw myself, any audit that was related to ISO 27001 or any other kind of compliance, one of the things that they will always ask about, show us the attendance or an evidence that people attend the security awareness uh, in your company. And why they are doing that? Because as I mentioned uh, earlier, that most of the incident and most of the uh, compromising uh, system was because of people, not because of technology. So as we keep saying the last few lectures that employees are the weakest link in any organization, they may do damage intentionally or unintentionally. So you have to provide them with a security awareness session once per year. It shouldn't be like a five-day training or even a full-day training. It could be like one session, couple of hours. And you start explaining to them the threats, the, the, their role and responsibility, which is very, very important. Because the, the, the concept here that you should eliminate, I didn't know. So if someone did something wrong, he should not say, I didn't know. Because if he's attending the awareness, and he knows that he should not click on the links that come from an unknown sender or any sus suspicion email or, or uh, any suspicious uh, e SMS. So he will tell you, I didn't know. But if he attends awareness and he will be aware of the new threats, what is a ransomware, what is a virus, what is, uh, what is the best practice when it comes to uh, mails or SMS, that will prevent uh, any problem with the company network or data or information, he will be more responsible because by attending the awareness, he cannot say, I didn't know. Besides, he will know that he's responsible. If he did something wrong, he will uh, uh, take a responsibility for that. And we saw that in a lot of companies that... Uh, if people didn't attend awareness, they don't care. Whenever they receive an email, they will open it. They will download the attachments. They will click on the link. Because people think, you know, what could go wrong? But when they attend the awareness and they know that there is a threat and if something went wrong because of their behavior or because they are, like, uh, not giving attention to that, they will face problem. Could be legal problem, could be business problem, but they will face problems. They will be more careful. So it's very, very important to arrange those security awareness sessions. And actually, uh, I can share with you uh, some of the presentations that I did for uh, security awareness uh, that you can do to your company or your organization or your department. And by the way, security awareness should not be done only for IT staff or uh, IT department but it should be done for all the company employees, from HR, for, from finance, from operation. Everyone should attend this awareness session. It's a main requirement. And as I was saying, whenever you have any audit, one of the main things that they are asking about and evidence that people attended this employee. And they will go and ask some random employee, did you attend the awareness? Do you know your role and responsibility? Another uh, objective or scope for this security awareness is to tell people that we, as a company, we have a security policy. And you need to be aware of those policies and their location. This is quite important. 
because if the employee is using any company assets or service, there should be a policy, which we already explained at the beginning of this lecture. So, for instance, he has a laptop from the company. You should have a policy related to portable device or laptop that's saying what he should do to secure this laptop. If he's using the internet in your company, you should have an internet policy. So he should read this policy before start using the internet. And he should, by, by reading the policy, he will know what, should, what can be done and what uh, couldn't, he couldn't do it or should not be done. If you are uh, giving people an email from the, your company domain, you should have an email policy saying what uh, is the best practice and what should be done and what is not allowed to be done. And we already spoke about policy, but if you are doing those policy and employees are not aware that there is any policy in this company or in your organization, they are useless. The point is, you're doing the policy, then you have to inform the employee about the policy and their location. They, they don't need to memorize all the policy, at, but at least they should know where they can get this, those policy. And they should know that if they are not aware of the policy, it will not prevent them from any punishment if they did something wrong. So you are saying, okay, fine, if you are using any service, just have a look about the policy related to the service. Because by not knowing the policy, it's not an excuse. So security awareness station is quite important. And one more time, I'm offering uh, some of the free presentations that I did for employees uh, for security awareness, if it's going to help you improve you, the security in your organization. Let's start with the second domain, which about asset security. This is actually a short domain. It's not like the previous one, where we covered a lot of topics. Here, we're only going to talk about asset security. It's maybe a short domain, but actually and realistically, it's very important. So, if you plan to start an information security implementation in any organization, from where should you start? And let me simplify the question. At your house, I, and I believe I already gave you this example before, but at your house, if you plan to secure your house, Based on what, you're going to decide what to secure and how much you're going to spend. Usually, based on the value of the assets that you have, you may have a computer, you may have a laptop, you may have uh, money, you may have assets in your house that you need to secure. And based on the risk. So, if you are in a secure area, you will not spend that much like if you are in, in an unsecure area. Right? So, two factors usually let you decide about how are you going to implement security and how much you're going to spend to secure. Same concept apply in any business. According to what we're going to secure our organization, according to the value of the assets that we have and the risks that we are facing. And to take an example, Let's talk about a bank. What assets the bank have? 
they have physical assets and they have information assets. Physical assets like computers, laptops, shares, tables, and so on. And information assets like customer information, customer transaction, the bank reputation. Uh, those are the information assets. What do you think worth more? What is more valuable? Is it the physical assets or is it the information asset? I mean, if the bank, the bank lost a couple of chair, couple of table get broken or something like that, how much would be his loss? While if the bank lost some customer information with the, with their financial transaction, how much this will lost? Right? So usually the information assets is the most valuable assets to any business. And in any business, they used to have like an inventory with all the physical assets, but they don't have any information assets. And this is what we're going to start with. How to create an information asset register. So before showing you how to do that with a couple of templates, you need to understand the terminology or the definition of an asset. Assets is not just a physical asset. It could be a physical assets or information asset. And take your smartphone as an example. Your smartphone worth something. You maybe spend 500 or 1000 to buy it. But you save on, on this phone a lot of information. You have contacts, you have email, you have personal photo, you have personal video. So if you lost your smartphone, what will be your real loss? Would it be the phone itself, the price of the phone? Oh, definitely, you will be upset about those $500 or $1,000 that you lost. But most probably, you will be more upset about the information on the phone. How much time you're going to need to recover all the, those contacts? How much uh, time you're going to need? What if someone reset your password? Still, uh, uh, still your information on this phone. So usually the information is the real assets that we need to configure. So in this domain, I'm going to show you how to create an information asset register, which is very important. And usually any information uh, security framework like ISO 27001 or PCI DSS or even uh, uh, any other ISO like uh, the business continuity ISO, one of the first requirement, whenever they come for an audit, they will check, do you have an information asset list? Because if you don't have, how can you secure them? If I don't know the value of the information that I have, and they are not uh, uh, written in one list, how can I secure them? How can I decide what need to be secure 